This is education for the self-starters, the go-getters, and the big dreamers. So if you're looking for a university that believes in your potential as much as you do, this is the school for you. At Strayer University, we've been in the D.C. area for over 130 years, and we're always adapting to students' ever-changing needs in this ever-changing region, so you can keep striving. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. And salutations, everybody. Welcome to the best damn movie relation on the planet at the John Campus Show. Coming from right here on my YouTube channel, brought to you in part by our friends at Mint Mobile. My name is John Campia, and it is an awesome honor and privilege, as it is every day, to have you, our international friends, gather around as we talk about our favorite things in the world movies, movie news, TV, and streaming on this, the final regular John Campia show of 2022 as we Head into, we are celebrating today, Christmas Eve Eve. We are so glad you guys are joining us today. Uh, joining us, of course, sitting over here, getting in the Christmas spirit with his Batmobile. Wow. Robert Meyer Burnett. <laughs> I feel like a child on Christmas morning, John. You, you look like it when I walked in here <laughs> yeah, this morning. Yeah, it was precious. Sitting right beside him, dressed like a child on Christmas yes! morning, is Chris Carr. Christmas Chris, how are you jammies. Doing? I'm great. I'm very happy you finally acknowledged them, because I was like, I must dress like an idiot every day, because no <laughs> one's talking about my pajamas. You look so oh, I'm so cozy right now. Wow. Oh. Sitting over there, also getting into look at that yes! spot, the Christmas spirit, Ray Aura. Uh -huh. uh, his does that thing light up too? <laughs> as long as they're manscaped. Well, you gotta Please. do it in the Carmen voice. Please! Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> somebody sitting beside <laughs> him. <laughs> Wow. Life. Ray, this is wow. the last show 2022, not the last um, show ever. We're off the <laughs> road. We're not even two minutes I'm, I'm, in. I'm, I'm, un, I'm un, unloading baggage before the end of the Apparently. Year. Right beside him, oh, having like to deal with that baggage, running the show producer Jonathan Boyko. Jonathan, rum, rum helps with that. A little bit <laughs> to run. in the morning. And right beside him, also in the uh, Christmas spirit there, we got Taylor. And uh, guys, <laughs> great no, guy over there, not saying anything. I'm very quiet today. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, guy, uh, uh, seriously, it is the final show of the year. It's the last one of 2022. Uh, it's been a very um, eventful year for us here on the show. Uh, I mean, when we started this year, we were still doing the show from my garage. We were. Mm -hmm. We were still doing the show from my garage at the beginning of this year. And uh, and now here we are. And we're glad you're joining us here today. And here's how today's show is going to go. We're going to break it down into two parts. The first half of the show, we'll call that the sober part. We're going to talk about some predetermined <laughs> topics. Then we'll get into the second half of the show. And I make no promises about Robert Meyer Burnett's state by the time we get there. We're going to take your live comments happy. and questions. Just, just only, Rob. So you guys can feel free to jump on down and throw those in the comments section below. Also, want to remind you guys, over the Christmas break, if you need some stuff to listen to, good news. We got podcasts. We got the John Campius Show podcast. Just go on your favorite podcasting app of choice. Search for it and subscribe to it today so it'll be there when you need it. By the way, we also have an after show podcast, which, by the way, there is a new episode of 1923 on Christmas. Tonight. Oh, Christmas Day. Yeah, I think it's Sunday. This will do it. So there will be a new episode of the 1923 we after show. We have to show. record a show, though. Yeah, we'll probably do that Monday or something yeah, like I'm, that. I'm, in, I'm down. We'll do, we'll do it remotely. Yeah. And uh, make sure you guys check that out. We got other podcasts that do, including one for the Weekly Hero, which, by the way, there will be. They're going to record one today. Mm -hmm. We're going to air a new episode of the Weekly Hero, I think, on Monday is we're going to yep. we're going to air yep. that. Yes. So make sure you yes, guys check real. that out. So 
even though the regular John Campia show is not going to be going, we've got our special best films of 2022 stream coming next week. We got our worst films of 2022. We have our most anticipated films of 2023. We've got a weekly hero and we have one or two other streams that I'll be doing as well. So still lots of content, but this is the last regular one for the year. And we're glad that you're here to get through it with us. All right, that down guys, let's get into some off the tops here. And again, ho, 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 I bringeth gifts. I bringeth gifts. And if you're Chris Carr, it's the most unexpected gift of all. <laughs> you know, the Super Bowl is coming up, one of the greatest days of the year. Are you buying us tickets? Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh. Chris is going. <laughs> I am. Chris. I'm deeply involved. In the sports ball. Mm -hmm. So that's coming. And of course, one of the main reasons that a lot of people get excited about Super Bowl is trailers. It's the yeah. best trailer day of the year is a Super Bowl normally. But you know who doesn't? You know who is the Grinch of Super Bowl trailers? Oh. Warner Brothers. Mm. They haven't done a Super Bowl trailer since 2006. Really? Not since V for Vendetta, if I remember correctly. Wow. But not this year, as Santa Claus is coming to town and he's going to bring us, according to reports, a Flash trailer will be airing and dropping. <laughs> 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 according to reports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Believe it or not. I, I don't think Chris believes it. I'm on the nut. Yep. So uh, Christmas uh, Scrooge Chris yeah. does not believe in the spirit of Flash Christmas no. or Flash Super Bowl trailers. But no, apparently, according to the reports, Warner Brothers is going to be doing a big push for for Flash and, and dropping a trailer for it at the Super Bowl. Now, of course, this? Warner Brothers hasn't confirmed this yet, but this is coming from a couple of the trades. Uh, Warner Brothers hasn't confirmed this yet, but all signs point to it. And I'll tell you the main reason why, why even though the studio itself hasn't confirmed it yet, I totally believe it. In this new Warner Brothers era, they have, look, Warner Brothers made it very clear they really believe in this film. Now, with all the nonsense that has gone with it, from problems in the production to several release date changes to even earlier than that, they went through several sets of writers, several sets of directors. And then, of course, all the coal under your in your stocking that Ezra Miller has dropped, you know, all year long. So making life miserable for everybody at Warner Brothers through all that. They have maintained that Andy Muschietti has made a great film mm. and they love this film. And, oh, I mean, there's a shot that we saw at CinemaCon uh, when we got to see Michael Keaton. <laughs> How in can the, you not love that? You yeah. know what that says to me, John? Batman Beyond. That says Batman Flashpoint. <laughs> that says Batman Flashpoint to me is what it says. But uh, so I, I think this is really interesting. We're going to get our first really true taste of this. I mean, they've they showed little bits of footage here and there. They've dropped there. some images and whatnot. But we're going to get our first real kind of look at this. Rob. Does this make sense to you for them to drop this to Super Bowl? A a traditionally not necessarily a comic book movie audience is going to put it in front of a lot of new eyeballs. What do you think? Well, here's the thing. Like, you know, we've talked about the Ezra Miller situation. We've talked about this movie. Some people on this panel don't even believe this is real. Nope. But I do think that if this movie's great, a lot of people worked on it. Andy Muschietti is a director to it films that Warner Brothers made a lot of money from. Michael Keaton coming back as Batman, which is monumental john i want this movie to be great and i think from everything we've heard this movie is great and for all the people that worked on it for michael keaton to come back for muschietti to i mean how much of his life did he pour into this the fact that they're putting out a super bowl trailer 
with everything that's happened means this movie has got to be effing great. It has to be great. And I with or without a reboot of the DC yeah, coming, dude, this movie's got I to mean, be great. I mean, I'm stoked. However, until James Gunn has a tweet about it, I'm just not going to believe that there is a trailer. I'm not going to believe there's a movie. I need James Gunn to tell me, James, please tweet and tell us. <laughs> tell us if this trailer is going to be there on Super Bowl Sunday. Because I want to see it. Chris, is the person in the room mm-hmm. who on a government census will first put that you believe in Santa Claus before saying you believe in this Flash yeah, movie? I'm on the not E list. <laughs> what do you think about this report? I mean, I would love for this movie to come out as Batman Flashpoint. I think there's a lot of really cool stuff in here. I'm really excited about Keaton getting back in the cowl. But I just, there has been so many problems with this film. And I know tons of people worked on it. And I'm not trying to diminish all the hard work that people have done. And I usually do mostly say this in jest of like, okay, that movie is not real. But truly, it just seems odd for this to be the thing you come back to the Super Bowl with. You know, we know that we're getting a clean slate. And even if we were going to exist with this kind of flash story, it ain't going to be with Ezra Miller. So I'm a little confused why we would put so many eggs in this basket. I know we've got inside sources saying it's a great film, but I don't know if I believe it. This Everybody seems like loves a, a comeback story. Well, well once you've paid your penance, yeah. But, oh. but here's the thing that I try to remind people of, is that this is not Ezra Miller's movie. Right. This is Andy Muschietti's movie. Yeah. And this isn't like they went out and put Ezra Miller in this movie despite all the nonsense. Ezra Miller was in this movie before all the nonsense. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure if they could have gone back in time and recast Ezra Miller, they would have recast their role quickly, easily, and happily. But they got dealt the hand they got dealt. So it is that. But, I mean, it's the same thing. Even if this universe is being rebooted, which we think is what's going to happen, but we don't know for sure. Even if DC is being rebooted, you still have to treat this movie as any other movie. It is It is a movie that represents years of investment, hundreds of millions of dollars of investment, mm-hmm. and you need to market it in such a way to try to maximize your return on that investment. And historically speaking, Super Bowl has been the place to do it. Right. Well, and I'm sure it is a way to get on top of all of the bad press too, because yeah. your common moviegoer might not know all about the trash stories that are coming out about Ezra Miller, right? So this might be a great way to kind of just get over that lump. Now, the, the feature they showed us, because they showed us a little chunk of the film back at CinemaCon last mm-hmm. year, just by watching that footage that they showed us last year at CinemaCon, whose movie would you say this is? It's Michael Keaton's Michael movie. Keaton's. At, least, at least that's according to the footage they showed us. I have a feeling that this trailer, <clears throat> if it's real, Chris, Thank if you. this trailer actually comes out in Super Bowl, I have a feeling if we get stopwatches and time it, we're going to see more screen time for Michael Keaton than we will for Ezra Miller. I think they're going to lean more in the marketing part. I think they're going to lean more towards the Michael Keaton. Then I'm not saying they're going to hide Ezra Miller. The movie's called Flash, at least for now it is. They're not going to hide Ezra Miller, but I, I bet you there will be more screen time of Michael Keaton than, than Ezra Miller. What do you think? John, you, you always say that winning cures everything. If this film is terrific, and by all accounts it is, all of his past trends. No, they will not. No, they will I, not. I'm just going to say, but the movie-going audience is not going to pay attention to that. I, mean, I don't. I don't know that I agree with that. I, I, I mean, don't because this because this wasn't one incident with Ezra, right? I know this but, was incident compounded on incident, especially once they got to the grooming of the, an underage girl thing. That's not stuff people forget. But if the movie's great, they're going to see the flash. They will probably still see. Look, I have a. This is where I'm at as a fan, and you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to feel the same way. This is where I'm at as a fan. 
I know this is not Ezra Miller's movie. This mm-hmm. is Andy Muschietti's movie. Yes. They they wrote this movie, conceived this movie, all that kind of stuff before they knew they had any problem with Ezra Miller, all that kind of stuff. So I am enthusiastically going to be going to see this movie. That said, mm. if Warner Brothers were stupid enough to try to then do another one with Ezra Miller, I won't be seeing that. Like, I, I don't hold what's going on with Ezra and all that. I don't hold that against Warner Brothers. For the, that's the hand they were dealt. Sure. I don't blame them for that. Whatever. That's fine. If Andy Muschietti made a great movie, fantastic, blah, blah, deal with the Ezra Miller stuff later. I mean, they should have, I mean, the old Warner Brothers regime should have dealt with it two years ago, Yep. but they didn't. So here we're at this point now where it is what it is. But I mean, so I'm of the point, and again, I'm not trying to say this is how anybody else should feel. This is, I'm just telling you this is the way my, my head is working right now. I will happily go to see this movie. I'm excited about seeing this movie and seeing what Andy Muschietti does. But I'm also completely of 100% belief that you will never see Ezra Miller play Flash again. No I, matter I, what. I, agree, I agree. This movie could make, I, I'll go so far as to say this, this movie could make Avatar level money. And of course it won't. But even if it did, I don't think you're ever going to see Ezra Miller play this role again. Agreed. Agreed. Anyway, guys, question is for you. What do you think about this? Are you hopeful with the Christmas spirit that we're about to get a Flash trailer at the Super Bowl? Or are you Scroogey and Grinchy? Like me. Like Chris Carr. And not <laughs> the even Scroogiest, Grinchiest among us all. You are not that. I know I'm not. That's why I think it's so funny that I'm You're on this end of this. you to be Mary Lou. Except for when it comes to this. Probably Whatever you guys think, jump down into the comments section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down... Let's get into another off the top here, shall we? And that one is this. You know, as we approach the end of the year, it is, of course, time in the movie community and stuff like that. All eyes are on award season. And we are getting now close to when the actual Academy Award nominations will be made. They're not too far away now at this point. All, all, all everybody's doing their top 10 of the year list, and we will do ours next week as well. All that kind of stuff. But The Hollywood Reporter has put out their forecast for what they are projecting are going to be the big nominees this year. And in particular of interest is the 10 films that The Hollywood Reporter is forecasting will end up being the 10 nominees for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. And those 10 films that The Hollywood Reporter is saying are going to get the nominees are thus. All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, which I've not seen yet, Tar, with Kate Blanchett, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, which this would make it two for two if it does get the for, for Best Picture nominations, right? Elvis, The Banshees of Inishirin, Top Gun Maverick, The Hollywood Reporter is projecting, we'll get one yep. of those 10 Best Picture spots, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Fablemans, and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Those are the 10, Scroll just so uh, go up a bit on that page, just to up a little bit further, 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 right, right there, okay. So again, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Avatar The Way of Water, Top Gun Maverick, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Glass Onion, uh, Tar, Babylon, and All Quiet on the Western Front. Rob, you hear the Hollywood Reporter's projections for the Best Picture <laughs> nominees. Anything glaring to you that you think doesn't belong on this list or anything glaring that you think is missing? No, I think this is probably the the best, most um, honest, most balanced look at Best Picture. I, I have no, no, no complaints. Uh, what I am happy to see, John, is that All Quiet on the Western Front, which is the German entry to the Academy Awards this year, 
is also topping the best picture nominees. The film's incredible. I mean, it really is. It, it, if you watch that movie, you will be forever changed. It really is. Which takes away any drama about what's going to win best foreign film this year. If that, if only one of those is actually nominated for best picture overall, that's that true. Takes away any of that drama. But you know what? I also think that this speaks to just how diverse the storytelling we got this year was. That's a great list of films. Every one of them is different. Every one of them represents true craftsmanship and and uh, what a what a list. What a list of movies we got this year. Chris, any of the, the films on here that you think absolutely don't belong or any that absolutely do that you would replace it with? No, this makes sense to me. I, I do. I think it's odd that The Woman King isn't on this list. Um, that being said, though, I think everything else on here does make sense to be on the short list. Um, a couple of these, too, I still haven't gotten to see. I've been waiting for my screeners. I'm, I'm a lazy SAG actor like that where I know but they'll get it to me for free. So I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching a lot of these. I think Woman King not being on the list is is interesting. I mm-hmm. here's the thing: I'm not sure what I would. Again, I haven't seen Babylon. Yeah, I don't know what so I take I, away. I, it's hard for me to say anything about that. But so that being said, let's say of the remaining nine, I I I don't know what I would bump out. Yeah. For the Woman King, the one big thing to me, and maybe this is because I like this film a little more than some others. I would take out Elvis. I, I, don't get me wrong. I think Elvis is great. I think it's great. I, no, but I can understand that. But I would take it out for the Batman. I, I, I mean, I really feel the. I, and I don't know if we, if it was just came out too long ago that everybody's forgot. That is a great movie. Forget that it's a comic book movie. It is a great movie, and I would have liked to have seen it get a little bit more of a heavier stint on there. So, yeah, I don't know. Any of you guys find anything? That's on there. You you would think no, this absolutely doesn't belong on the list. Babylon's just a little odd. Missing Babylon's just a little odd to me because it it barely came out, and I don't think it's been receiving great reviews. That's the only thing I'm a little confused about. That is the surprise. I've heard very mixed things about it. I would take Babylon off that list. Yeah, Yeah. Taylor went saw it. Yeah, I saw it last night. It's three hours and nine minutes, and you can feel (laughs) three hours and nine minutes. Uh, It's funny because Avatar just came out last week. And to me, Avatar flew by even on the second watch. The second Same. watch went by faster. But last night with Babylon, I checked my phone so many times. I was like, are we done? Are we done? Are we done? It wasn't bad. It's just it, it started to drag in that mm. second half. Mm. Now, of course, Ray thinks there should be a 105-minute limit to any film that had for awards. And a lot of them in 105 screenings. <laughs> Consideration. That's, that's so I know. picture anymore. Question <laughs> is for you guys. What do you think about the forecasted list that The Hollywood Reporter has? I mean, these are all some terrific films, and I agree with almost all of them. How do you guys feel about it? Whatever your thoughts on it are, jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, let's move into our final Mint Mobile Hotline Question of the Year. If you guys have a question for 2023, of course, that you guys would like us to address on an upcoming show, you can call our hotline anytime, 24-7. Leave a message at 951-268-4259. So, Jonathan, what is our final hotline question this year? Hey, guys. I'm Owen White. I wanted to ask you what you think the chances are that Leonardo DiCaprio could be in Avatar 4 or 5. James Cameron was asked this the other day, and he seemed pretty open to the idea, and it's pretty much up to Leo. While Leo isn't a franchise guy, I feel like this could be the one franchise he'd be open to joining. What do you guys think? 
Happy holidays to you guys. Thank you, Owen. And somebody get that man a cup of coffee. So, <laughs> yes, you know, and it's a great question. It's a great question because, you know, with Avatar, now, by the way, it's already crossed the $600 million mark. Uh, unless it crossed the $600 million mark in less than a week. Yep. Crazy. So there we go. And it shows no signs of slowing down. Of course, this is a huge franchise. And, and we were talking the other day about, you know, Matt Damon was the originally supposed to be Jake in the movie. And, you know, uh, James Cameron saying that he absolutely, we got to bring Matt in to balance the universe out again and put him in Avatar 4 or 5 or something like that. Well, he did bring in Kate Winslet, who, of course became a global name in James Cameron's Titanic. And she did terrific in this movie. So with Matt Damon, you know, Kate Winslet, and now we know Avatars 4 and 5 and whatever are coming as well, some rumors and rumblings have been going around that Leonardo DiCaprio, who was already big, I mean, he was already on all the girls. This is back in these, this is a history lesson. There used to be these things called teen mags. All right. A little bit of ancient history. Tiger lesson. beat. Tiger beat and wow. the like. There were a bunch of them. And already before Titanic, Leo DiCaprio, his face was on the cover of all these magazines. But he actually became a true global star with Titanic. Titanic is the one that put him on the map. I mean, I think he already had an Academy Award nomination under his belt for what's eating Gilbert Grape at that point. But Titanic is what made him the star that he is today. And then, of course, he's earned that reputation over his career. He's one of the best in the business. But going back and work with James Cameron again, getting back into Avatar, a lot of whispers going around that this is one he would do. And, and so the, Owen asked the question, well, if you were to ask Leonardo DiCaprio's friend and co-star of Titanic, does she believe he'll come back? Well, this is what she said. Um, I mean, the door is open for to join the franchise, but Kate Winslet does not think that her friend and former co-star would be interested. Winslet said the following about whether or not Leo DiCaprio, Leo DiCaprio would come in to play an avatar. No, it's definitely not Leo's bag at all. No, he is more of a dry land kind of guy. Wow. So apparently, according to Kate Winslet, don't count on it. And because, listen, without Kate Winslet's words here, I would go, you know what? You're right. He's not a franchise guy. He doesn't do these big, but... To go back and work with James Cameron again, maybe to work with Kate Winslet again, that could be something really appealing to somebody like Leo DiCaprio. Uh, but I think anybody knows him as well as Kate Winslet if she comes out and says, nope, he would not do this. This is it. I think we can probably put that one to rest. Anyway, Chris, you hear the question. You heard what Kate Winslet said. Yeah. But, you know, money can change things. Do you think we could ever see Leo DiCaprio in the Avatar Film? For sure. I could I could maybe see him doing some kind of very small role that he could kind of pop on and work a day on, honestly, for this kind can of thing. Can you work a day on a movie like this? If he does some kind of like, he pops in and he's just like the uh, a Giovanni Ribisi kind of role Ru in oh, this. Oh, you, Something like yes, that I could see him doing. Um, I think before her, her statement, I would have given this a lot more weight. But they're such close friends. They hang out with their kids and their families together on the reg. And... If she's saying that, she's got some pretty good insight into what Leo does and does not want to do. Which brings up the question, Rob, if James Cameron did ever manage somehow to get Leonardo DiCaprio to appear in this, would you see Leonardo DiCaprio? Would he be a Navi? Would he be, I, I, I don't know. How would you use him if, uh, if you were advising James Cameron? You know, I think that I don't, I've never met Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know him, but I've been to his office and he has an incredible collection of movie posters one of the best i've ever seen 
he loves film. Yes, he does. And I, I think that you wouldn't have to twist his arm if Cameron said, look, Leo, I need you for a week just for fun. Come down, be a Navi, do some underwater motion capture. I think he's the kind of guy that would do it. I, I, I bet, not speaking for his people or him, I, I bet he might even do it without pay just to do it because he's interested in, I mean, the way James Cameron pushes um, film technology forward, Leonardo DiCaprio is a man who's looking to save, I mean, environmental concerns are one of his big topics. And if, if oh, that's, you know, that's the point. best argument for yeah. him doing it, maybe yeah, that's actually that, a really good argument. And for I that. think that, I mean, as I've said, I believe that James Cameron, rather than go into politics, the avatar films that might be his legacy is him trying to tell all of humanity, let's be better custodians of the world we live in. And here's it rather than me going in front of Congress where my voice would be turned into a partisan thing. I'm making uh, wildly entertaining movies and hopefully you'll glean something from it. And what better ally than Leonardo DiCaprio? You know, if it wasn't for Kate Winslet saying what she said, you would have just convinced me. That's a that's a really good argument. But Kate Winslet is saying he'll never do it. I don't know, guys. What do you think? Do you think James Cameron could maybe talk Leonardo DiCaprio to popping up in an Avatar movie at some point? Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and leave us your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, we're going to now move into our main topics here today. And how do we select our main topics on the John Campy Show? Well, that's simple. You guys come up with our main topics. See, whenever you come across a big topic issue or story that you guys feel we should absolutely cover as a main topic here on the show, just go anytime 24-7 over to www.thejohncampiashow.com slash contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. Fill it out with your topic or question. It's absolutely free. Hit submit, and then maybe, just maybe, you might see your submission featured as a main topic here on The John Campia Show. With that down, Chris. What is our first main topic today? Our first topic is going to come from David Ackman. Did you guys see the trailer for the 90s show that dropped the other day? I obsessively watched that 70s show, and it's probably my top 10 shows of all time list. And I thought the trailer was really cute and gave me vibes of the original. It was also really great to see so much of the original cast back, too. Did you guys see it, and what did you think about it? Thanks. All right, David. Thanks a lot for writing that in. Okay, so you got to understand, I didn't really watch that 70s show. I think probably in total I've watched... 10, 11, or 12 episodes. So, yeah. so I've, I've seen a, a number of the episodes. Not like I never watched it, but I was not like a regular. It wasn't really for me, but it was charming. Uh, I remember it, I had some laughs, and I didn't think it was a bad show by any stretch of the imagination. Again, just wasn't really for me, but that's okay. Now, the relaunching of old franchises with the new generation is not brand new. I mean, Degrassi did it. Yes. Uh, what's the again? What's the Bayside High? Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell did it. Did you have a Screech poster on your wall? No. <laughs> I was a literal child when that show was on. So, I mean, it's not like it's a new thing, right? It's it's kind of the trend. So they tried that '80s show, which that disappeared like a fart in the wind. Yeah. Uh, that I don't even know if that one ever even debuted, but whatever. So they're doing this '90s show. So. I heard Taylor and some other people in the office talking about it yesterday, so I decided, all right, I'll, I'll watch it. That trailer is the shittiest trailer I think I have seen in all year. I would watch the Gotham Knights trailer again 
before Whoa. I would watch the trailer to this piece of trash. This was... Let's take a moment and think about the things you love. It could be stuff like vintage vinyl, stylish sunglasses, or your exotic fish collection. Whatever your passion is, the new Multiply the Cash Scratchers from DC Lottery gives you a chance to multiply your cash by 5, 10, 25, or even 100 times and enjoy a lot more of the stuff that makes you, you. Multiply the Cash Scratchers from DC Lottery. If you love it, multiply it. Please play responsibly. Awful. This was terrible. And I'm not making a comment about that 70s show. I'm not I'm not touching that 70s show. Like, I'm sure it was great to see Red and his wife back and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's really neat to see the original cast back there, too. That, that's neat to see. Clearly, the show is not going to be about them, though. But everything about these new kids, I was like, huh. I wonder if this can turn into a monster movie and they can be horribly murdered right now. I guess I would be fine with that. Nothing in that trailer so much as made me grin. Forget chuckle, forget laugh. Nothing remotely made me grin. And all I could think about was, I want to see the older high schoolers come and beat them up and bully them. That's how bad, that's how much I dislike these kids. By the way, never bully anybody, people. But I'm just saying, it was, I I mean, it was almost like a YouTube spoof video about can you imagine how bad a that '70s sequel show could be? Let's make a funny video. That's what By it the way, felt who like. Who wore that in the '90s? I don't know. Well, he did. <laughs> Apparently, it's just a. It's just a. It came from the '80s. It's like '89, so he just kept wearing it. Wow. Yeah, there you go. I, I wore. But I, I can't imagine. It's one of those things. Look, it's all subjective. I'm sure there's people out there who watch this trailer and thought it was <laughs> the greatest thing. And if that's cool, awesome. I'm not going to try to talk you out of that. That's great. If you liked it, I'm I'm happy about that. Cool. I'm honestly happy. I don't get it. I don't understand it, but I'm happy for you. I know, Chris, You did you ever watch that 70s show? I did watch that 70s show. Well, you saw yeah. the trailer for that 90s show. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the trailer? I thought it was very in line with that 70s show. I thought it was the same kind of tone and sense of humor. Now, that being said, does that kind of style of show still work? I don't know. I really don't know if it does because we switch to, you know, more found footage comedies and things that feel a little bit more lived in. And mm. when things get wacky, that's kind of the the other thing that happens, right? They're usually relatable, wonderful comedies like that, where this is very, very, you know, multi-cam sitcom-y stuff. Um, but I feel like this is exactly the tone of the original show. So if you liked the original, why not give this a go? And seeing the original cast come back and everything, too, it's lovely. I'm really glad this is our Festivus episode where you're just airing grievances, though. I <laughs> love time this. We <laughs> follow this up after the break with Feats of Strength. Yes. Rob, uh, you saw the trailer for that night. I don't know. What did you think about the Break the tie here. Well, sorry, Chris. It's okay. I still love you. <laughs> we have issues. Uh, yeah. I, I'm with you, John. Not a great trailer. And not only that, maybe it's because I really don't like anyone born in the 90s. I mean, you're, <laughs> oh, no. You're, 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 your Star Wars movie was The Phantom Menace. I mean, let's face it. Everyone they couldn't help that. There wasn't even good grunge in the 90s. Well, these grunge kids really were technically born in the, in the 80s. 80s so, so no, but I, I, I kid. I kid. I, I, I have That's lots, the next Robert Myronette t-shirt. We I have made. lots of friends that were born in the 90s, and I love them all. I truly do. It's not our fault that The Phantom Menace was their Star well, Wars come on. Film, he's back like at it again here. It defined yeah. a generation. Oh, well, there you go. That, okay. You got Chong back at it. I mean, look, here's the thing, John. Why, why does everything have to be rebooted? Everything. Like you pointed out, Saved by the Bell, that 90s show. 
doesn't the generation, doesn't your 30-year-old want to see something new? Well, okay, in its defense, in its defense, I will say two things. Number one, you say, why does everything have to be rebooted? Number one, because there is a greater demand for more and more content these days than ever before. I would also argue the same thing about that I do about movies when people say, why does everything have to be remade? I'll say, well, if you actually sit down, this is not subjective. This is objective statistical proof. There is more original film being made today than any other time in history. There's more original television being made today than no, any other time in history. That is so, absolutely true. You're, you're right. But I, I just think that, I think that, you know, that the generation that was born in the 90s, I kid about you guys, I love you, but I think they want to see... I mean, the, the problem is wh- when you're looking back, you never quite get it right. It's a it's a facsimile of what the 90s was. It's not really the well, 90s. Well, that's what the 70s show is, and the ni- it's, it, that was a facsimile on purpose anyway. I know. That was what, the point. What are you, defending it? It's fine. It's no, wrong. I'm just saying as far as <laughs> Listen, the this world. Listen, this guy Matt Reeves over yeah, here. He's okay, probably well, born in the fine, 90s. Did you direct the, the pilot and not tell us? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 you know. It, so you're it's, an executive it's all producer. Part of the parody show. anyway. It parodied, parodied the seventies anyway. This wasn't an accurate look at the seventies. Come on. But here's the other thing too. Like I get the nostalgia. <laughs> I saw some in the live chat say it's a nostalgia play. That's fine. No, mm-hmm. it is. But if, if you're doing the nostalgia play, aren't you just gonna piss off everybody that the original cast is actually probably gonna be in it for like three minutes and it's all really gonna be about this entire like isn't it a little bit kind of like I mean, I love The Force Awakens, but some people felt like that was a little bait and switch. Promise him Han Solo give them, you know, Poe. I, I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, we weren't mad about Poe. But we were not we mad. Should I should sue, the sue them for giving us trailers that misled us. Well, if they're in the show, it's not misleading. That's but true. I'm saying it, it's, I don't know. Guys, question is for you. I put the Gotham Knights trailer ahead of this thing. Chris got really charmed by it. Rob didn't like it. Maybe not as, as harshly as uh, I didn't like it, but maybe you did. Whatever you guys thought about this new trailer, are you looking forward to this show? Were you a fan of that 70s show? Whatever you guys feel, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Another big problem, though, with the 70s and 90s is thick, itchy bush, and oh, you don't no. want that. No, sir. And today, with the modern glories of technology, we have our sponsor today, Manscaped. And then to keep it nice and cozy when it's shorn beautifully, also our friends at MeUndies. What? Yeah, you know, the 90s. The holidays are officially upon us, and it's time to start celebrating. Do your thing and holiday your way with MeUndies. Because it's the most wonderful time of the year to try MeUndies, because they're currently offering a very merry deal. Get 20% off your first purchase with free standard shipping and free returns when you go to MeUndies.com slash Campia. Guys, you know I've been wearing MeUndies for a while now, because I used to be like everybody else. I would go to the big store, buy the biggest box of the most generic underwear, and I thought that was good enough. But ever since I started MeUndies and started wearing the most comfortable underwear I have ever worn in my life, I swear on this Christmas season, I will never go back. So get your holiday shopping finished early and start making time for yourself with the new MeUndies Holiday Collection. Their undies, long underwear, and sleepwear are made out of the softest, most supple fabric you've ever felt and are guaranteed to bring you comfort and joy to all of your loved ones. Shop their classic plaid prints for a traditional, picture-perfect style or get festive with their adventurous limited-edition sweater prints. Available in sizes extra small all the way through 4XL, MeUndies has what you need to make all of your favorite people smile this holiday season all in one convenient place. So to get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com campia.
Guys, we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of this video, Manscaped. This holiday season, I'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. Tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer and gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim up your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use the code CAMPIA for free shipping and 20% off. And this year I am so thankful for Manscaped because like most of you guys, I used to use Neanderthalic Dark Age methods to trim my balls. Not anymore thanks to Manscaped. It's time for all of us to give thanks to Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver ball deodorant, Crop Reviver toner, Performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. The heart of the package, their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code CAMPIA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code CAMPIA. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And thank you to our friends at MeUndies and Manscaped. All joking aside, guys, both of them are awesome. You should absolutely use their products. Go check out down in the description below. You'll find links and promo codes to all of our sponsors today. Thank you again to MeUndies and Manscaped, which, by the way, both of them are going to be continue to advertise with the John Campion Show come in 2023. Yeah, that's worth doing because no one loves them more than we do. That's true. It's time for a shot or Christmas shot or only wow. shot we ever done here on the thing. I yeah. don't even drink, and I'm gonna. We're proud oh. of you, John. All right, thanks Y'all for coming you. down to our level. Here's wow. a 2023 to Jack Daniels. Oh God, it's so disgusting. Oh, I hate the taste oh, of alcohol so beautiful. much. That's my breakfast, by the way. <laughs> oh. By the way, now it's, it's good time. thing that we're going to be here forever oh. today. <laughs> now it's time for an aviation gin chaser. <laughs> here we go. That's a All bold right. move. Oh, it tastes so bad. Okay, with that down, guys, let's move <laughs> on to our second main topic today. Chris, what is our second main topic today? Our second topic comes from Warren L. By Appa's th- uh, horns. <laughs> Did you guys see that a new Avatar, the last Airbender series, is coming? Apparently, it's set after The Legend of Korra and will be about the next Avatar who will be from the Earth Kingdom. Avatar and Korra are two of the best animated series of all time, in my opinion. And the only thing I can think is bad about this story is that it's not supposed to come out until sometime in 2025. Sad face. All right, Warren. Thanks a lot for writing that in. And yeah, listen, whenever conversations come up about best animated show of all time, I believe it's Arcane. But a lot of people will bring up Avatar The Last Airbender. You know, I was really late to Avatar. It was the early days of the pandemic when everything was first locked down. That I'm like, all right, I'll check out this show. Everybody's always talked about it, so I'll watch it. You know what? I really liked it. I mean, I don't have it on my like top, top animated shows of all time, but I really quite liked it. Then The Legend of Korra came out. And while there are definitely some characters, including Korra herself, that I really did quite like, I wasn't all that big on the show. Mm. And I think one of the things that really took me out of the show was I felt like civilization in that world of Avatar advanced 600 years from the era of Aang to the era of Korra. And all of a sudden you have cities and machinery and all, all this kind of stuff. And for me, that setting just 
didn't work for me for the story of the Avatar. You know, once they get firepower, then they can have the Industrial Revolution. I, well, there's that, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's just it makes sense. So the idea here that they would do one about the next Avatar after Korra, which I think is supposed to be like another hundred years further, and they're actually saying it'll be equivalent to our modern day. So this comes to us uh, from the folks over at CBR who wrote the following. They said, according to Avatar News, the next animated series in the Avatar universe focusing on an earthbender, because of course it goes in order. The Aang was the airbender, Korra was the waterbender, now we go to earthbender. I'm an one earthbender Aang. today. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and the one before Aang was a firebender, of course. Uh, focusing on earthbender who succeeded Aang and Korra as the Avatar is currently in the works at Avatar Studios in Paramount. The new series is said to be targeting a 2025 launch. Moreover, Avatar News reports that an animated movie featuring this new Earth avatar in their era is, quote-unquote, coming to theaters in the years after the show comes out. While the Avatar-centric news outlet has no specific information regarding the film's release window at this time, it does claim that it will not be an insanely long wait. All right, they also did go on to say that it will take place like the world of Avatar is going to advance so much that even if it's only 100 years after that, it's going to be the equivalent of the modern day. Right. And I don't know, maybe it's just me, but sword and sandal and wizardry and stuff like that kind of shows work best in that kind of an environment and atmosphere. And I don't know if I would have liked Lord of the Rings as much if it was set in the 1970s. I I, I just don't know. It just doesn't seem that to That Lord me of the Rings show. What's that? Yeah, that's 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 the key for the next Lord of the Rings show. The bush really threw him off, though. So. The bush. Oh boy, so Galadriel, whole different. I role. I want to be excited about this, but I just can't be. I would be more interested about the avatars that preceded Aang. Yes, like that's where I'd be more into. I don't know, Chris. You are more of the Avatar aficionado here. Yes, in the room. I am. What do you think about the news? Well, I, would you believe that I have a steel book of Avatar <laughs> in my collection? Wait, what? I do. Really? Yeah. I do. Oh, I thought you were just being funny. No, Nickelodeon gave me one. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was you great. Do you also have no. a six-inch figure of Aang? No, but I need one. Okay. I would get those in a heartbeat. six-inch? Six-scale. 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 Okay. Yeah, I know. I think I, I did say six-inch. I, I meant six-scale. I got scale. you. I know. Just, I just want to be no. clear. Yeah, we're here. It's okay. I, I would. Guys. I would love to see stories about Avatar Roku, or in particular, if we're going to do an Earthbender, Avatar Kyoshi, because those novels are really, really amazing. That being said, for me, I thought the move into the kind of like steampunky industrial age was really cool just because you see how when one superpower essentially holds technology from everyone else, how it limits so many people. And then you see how it works when everyone gets access to that. My only real issue with uh, the move to, to that time period was all of a sudden lightning bending wasn't this really specific, amazing, hard thing to do. It was blue collar work, yeah. um, which is fine but it was just a very big shift in the ideology and everything in the lore. But I think there's some real promise here. I think it'd be pretty cool if we had in our own current landscape, the ability to do these things. Cause how does that change how we do things in present day, right? Does that change how we manufacture vehicles? Does that change how we do our politics? Does it change our technology as a whole? So I think it's got a lot of room for some really cool exploration, but I, I would like to see Kyoshi more than anything. Rob, what do you think about this? Well, I, I look, I, these two shows are, are, terrific examples of storytelling and animation i mean these are really really terrific shows we're getting a live action a new series uh, of uh, avatar the last airbender but like like you said john i would be curious moving more toward a modern age you have to develop that modern age and like you just said what happens to technology to 
like the 20th century when you have airbenders, earthbenders, like existing in the world? How does that change the whole history of our, well, that, that world? And as long as they delve into that, it could be cool. But I do, like you said, I like the period. Like, I don't believe you could tell the story of Lord of the Rings today. And I don't think that we could have an airbender story today. But convince me. I'm right. willing to watch. You know, show me what, what you can do. You know what? One of the things that takes away some of the magic of it, we go back to the first <clears throat> Avatar, The Last Airbender. Because the, the, the culture was set in the period that it was, right? What the benders could all do was magic, right? right? Like if you had this mountain of whatever, but you wanted to build a school there, you couldn't. But earthbenders could come and maybe, right? Today, technology can do a lot of the things that the benders could do. Right. It takes away a little bit of that of that magic a bit for me. So, I mean, I don't know. But we'll see. Because, listen, despite the fact that I didn't love the legend uh the legend Korra. of Korra, yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of people do yeah like i think i'm in the minority uh, on that so who knows maybe this could work great like rob says convince us guys what do you think about this they're talking about a new avatar series set in a context that's like today's modern world are you looking forward to it what are your expectations whatever you guys think jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts all right with that down guys let's move on to main topic Number three, shall we? Chris, what is our third main topic today? Our third topic comes from Robert Vine. Good morning, John and crew. I know John isn't the biggest fan of the Ahsoka character, but it's probably my most anticipated Star Wars show coming. I just saw that they confirmed that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is going to be playing Hera in the show. So with Ezra, Sabine, and now Hera all in the show, shouldn't they just call it Rebels the Movie? Anyway, what do you think of this? Thanks. All right, thanks a lot for sending that in, man. And yeah, listen, I... I I am one of those guys that I am like terminally annoyed by the Ahsoka character. <laughs> that said, you've never liked, I mean, we've been streaming for a long time. You've never liked Ahsoka. That's not true. That's not true, actually. When they brought her into Rebels, at first I thought, here we are again. Dave Filoni feels the, this incessant need to force this one character that he created into everything. But as Rebels progressed with Ahsoka, and I'm like, you know what? They're doing some pretty cool things with Ahsoka here. And I actually started to appreciate the role that Ahsoka played in Rebels. All right. And then when Rosario Dawson took on the role, I'm like, okay, now I straight up like this version of the character. I, I like this version no, of the character. No, she was cool. Yeah, she was very, very much. So I've never been, historically, I've never been big on the character of Ahsoka. And that's fine, whatever. So we've got the Ahsoka series coming out, and I'm actually looking forward to it because of Rosario Dawson's interpretation of the way they portrayed her, portrayed her in Mandalorian. Yeah, so spin it off. Now. And the fact, listen, I know I'm also in the minority of this. To me, Rebels, far superior to Clone Wars. I, I think the Rebels series is great, which is funny because they're both made essentially by the same people. The same right. people made the shows, but there's something about Rebels that I thought did something that I didn't think Clone Wars did very well, which is really capture the spirit of Star Wars. I thought Rebels captured the spirit of Star Wars so well. I was really, it had its better seasons and its weaker seasons. Sure. But it's fun. But it's so fun. And I loved the characters. And, you know, with that all being said, we do kind of see that this new series is kind of going to be Rebels the movie. Except, of course, Dave Filoni won't call it Rebels the movie. If Ahsoka's in it, you got to call it Ahsoka. But no, this is going to be centered around Rosario Dawson's character, so it's all fair. You're right. We already knew Sabine Wren was going to be in there. 
we suspect that it's going to be following up on where Rebels left off with Ezra disappearing with uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn and a search there. That's how that ended. And as we came back across Ahsoka, she's trying to find out where Thrawn is, whether it's partially for vengeance or because they're still looking for Ezra. One of the two, I'm not sure. Well, we also knew that Mary Elizabeth Winesett, who I adore, I love her, was going to be in it. And it looks like now we know who she's going to be, as reports are saying she's going to be Hera from Rebels. This comes to us uh, from the folks over at CBR who wrote the following. According to the Bespin Bulletin, Winstead will be, re- will be bringing fan-favorite Star Wars Rebels character Hera Syndulla to, the live, to live action in the upcoming Disney Plus series Ahsoka. The Star Wars character, a Twi'lek pilot turned rebel, was previously voiced by Vanessa Marshall in Rebels as well as Forces of Destiny and The Bad Batch. Lucasfilm had previously teased that Hera would appear in Ahsoka during its 2022 Star Wars Celebration event, but it was unknown at the time who would play her. Okay, so first thing's got to be pointed out, this was not coming from Star Wars, and it's not coming from one of the major trades. But Bespin Bolton has been pretty good with their Star Wars stuff, so let's let's go with that. She's got to be playing somebody. There's actually even a Hera reference in Rebels. Or, sorry, not in Rebels, in, uh, of course, she's a star of Rebels, but in uh, uh, Rogue One, mm-hmm. I mean. When, if you listen, we're at the Rebel base, they call out General Syndulla. Yes, and they do. That's her. You even see her ship uh, in Rogue One as well. So she was there in the battle at Rogue One. We just don't actually see the character. So essentially, yeah, this is. This is Rebels the movie, pretty much. Um, and with them bringing her in as well, then again, we don't know how big or small of a role she's going to play in this. But... If it is true, and Mary Elizabeth Weinstead is playing this character, I, I honestly, sometimes you hear casting and you go, I couldn't think of anybody better. And I, I wouldn't have thought about her playing this character, but now that you say it, I'm like, yep, sign me up. I think this sounds great. Anyway, Rob, you hear about this. Number one, what do you think the likelihood is that she is indeed playing Hera in this? And if so, what do you think about the match? Well, it makes sense to me because I, I do think she just had a, child with you mcgregor like they're together they're a couple and and why not like i love mary elizabeth winston i think she's a terrific performer i love her presence on screen i think this is a great choice and keep it keep it in the family you know i'd love to see their arguments well i'm obi-wan yeah but i'm cooler you know i i think that would be it's a great <laughs> choice i think she I, I, look the fact that she's going to be a who who wouldn't want to be a twilight john if, if you're going to be in a Star Wars Seriously. show, wouldn't you want to be more of an alien than just like, uh, you're just a Jedi? I'm a Twilight. Come on. That's cooler. It's cool. I, I don't could... know if the phrase, you're just a Jedi, has ever been uttered. <laughs> well, I'm telling you. I think you. anybody would but love I mean, to play a Jedi. But being an alien versus being humanoid. Well, being what about being a human. Twilight Jedi? That's yeah. like the ultimate, the ultimate badass. I mean, and there are. Like, I mean, uh, isn't Alice Sakura a Twilight Jedi? Is she? I can't remember. Well, it's going to be me... a death-proof reunion. Well, there, oh, there you oh, go. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. well, okay. No, you know, I, I, I even cool, really dude. liked her. There was, there was a Netflix movie that she starred in, that Mary Elizabeth starred in last year, that I actually didn't think the movie was very good, but it totally sold me that Mary Elizabeth could absolutely be a working action hero star. That the movie Oh, Kate. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kate, I, like, I didn't love the movie. No, no, no. But you put... Put her versus John Wick or put, uh, she, she could lead an action series. She totally. absolutely can. She yeah. was 
badass. Oh, that. she was so good the in movie that. Just wasn't that. Yeah, it's just the story mm-hmm. wasn't great. Anyway, Chris, you hear about this? What mm-hmm. do you make of it? Ah, uh, well, I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She she is the the fit version of me. I like her a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's the version that doesn't like pasta so much. Okay. So. I think she's a wonderful actress. I think she's really, really great at action and everything like that. Things like Kate, uh, 13 Cloverfield Lane, I think, uh, uh, was also yeah, a really, really fun one. She was awesome. She's so that. good in that. But she also has tremendous acting chops. She's done a lot of indie films. She's done some really, really emotional work. And I think that that's something you need to for her because she firsthand saw the atrocities of the Clone War. She lost so much. So I think you need someone who can also bring that gravitas through all the prosthetics, through all of the the sci-fi pew-pew moments, right? Can really still deliver a very heartfelt performance about real loss and why you would sacrifice everything to a political cause. You know, speaking of Mary Elizabeth being great in not-so-great movies, um, I thought she was fantastic in the mediocre at best thing prequel oh, oh yeah oh. she was she was terrific in that you know what i have to say i mean i john carpenter's the thing is one of the great horror films of all time but she that thing prequel is much better than most people would have you believe and i'm a yeah, huge, i didn't hate it i know a lot of people no crapped on. i'm like you know what I, I don't think it's all that bad i mean and how beautiful is she look uh, how beautiful she's she is she's a cutie but she's beautiful in a way that she can be a chameleon she can do all different kinds of things yeah and but I have to say, you're right about, you know what, that thing movie, I, one day I'm going to have to do an impassioned defense for that because I should have hated that film, and it's pretty damn good. All right, guys, question is for you. What do you think about this news? According to the reports that have not been confirmed, but Mary Elizabeth might be playing Hera, which I love the idea. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be kind of disappointed now if it doesn't turn out to right. be true. Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts all right guys with that down let's move on to main topic number four shall we chris what is our fourth main topic today this one's from eric the red greetings and salutations everyone the direct is reporting that gal gadot is going to be in fast and furious 10. this obviously makes no sense at all since she died in the series already what i need to watch this but i guess with wonder woman getting canceled she's got some free time on her so I guess I have two questions. One, do you believe this report? Two, do you think it's a good idea to bring her character back? Thanks and bring on the filthy. All right, thanks a lot for saying that in. All right, let's 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 cover the ground here. Number one, do I believe the report? It could be true. I, I think it's actually very feasible it could be true. Because, oh, but they died in the series. Since when has logic ever applied to the Fast and the Furious franchise? Never. They've already brought back one dead character. Yeah, and, and he still doesn't have the justice he deserves. Uh, he got all the justice he earned. No. Uh, so, I mean, they already brought Han back, right? That's what I'm talking but about. But I remember yeah. I was talking to somebody in, um, I put up a community post earlier today. One of the people in the community, one of our community members was right. but she died. Like she literally how, died. How can you possibly bring back a character who died? And I wrote back to them with a smile. He says, you do understand this is the film franchise that took a car into outer space. And not just a car, a Fiero. It took a Fiero into outer space with duct tape around the windows. Like, this is the franchise that we're talking about, Come on, right? You guys have never seen The Explorers? Well, <laughs> uh, Ray Ora would tell you that sometimes duct tape in space can save lives. And uh, well, duct tape can always save lives. Uh, duct tape can always save lives. But, I mean, could the faster? Of course they can. I mean, look. 
We saw her fall off the plane. We didn't see her head smash on the concrete and split open and brain spill over the place. And even if they did, they'd still find a way to bring her back. So I, I have very little reason to believe that this is something they couldn't do. Very little reason to believe this is something they couldn't do. They absolutely could. So on the terms of do I believe it? I actually lean towards the yes. I actually lean towards the, the, the yes that I believe it. So, I mean, we'll just leave it at that. Now, is it a good idea to bring her back? Well, why not? I mean, if this is was a franchise or a series that had any bit of believability to it, no, terrible idea. But it's Fast and the Furious. Again, the series that took a car into outer space and then docked with a space station. I mean, come on. It's it's Fast and the Furious. Why not? And listen, Gal right now is a very recognizable name. Mm -hmm. Totally a recognizable name. And it seems like Vin Diesel is doing everything he can to like pack as many of those into the movie as, as he can. And why not? So listen, if Gal was up to it and would say yes to it, I'll go so far as to say you'd be a damn fool not to put her in it. Now, don't make her play, you know, uh, I don't know, any big dramatic historical figure, but in something like Fast and the Furious, absolutely would be a good idea to bring her back. So I'm going to say I lean towards believing that, and as far as is it a good idea, I would say it would be foolish not to bring her back if she's open to it. I know, Rob, you hear about the story. What do you think? John, not since Rick and Ilsa in Casablanca has there been a love story like Han and Giselle's in the Fast and the Furious franchise. I mean, Han came back. There's no reason why she couldn't have faked her death, that they were in cahoots the whole time, and their love has transcended Fast and Furious 7, 8, and surpassed 9. There's no reason why this beautiful woman and her eternal love, Han, Han Sol Oh, after the city in Korea. I would love to see these two come back. I would love to see them. I mean, can you imagine the kiss? With the revving engines behind them. The, and the 12 people mm, that would mm. care. Dude, look at this. Come on. This is love, dude. This is what I want to see. This is inclusion. This is all about people around the world coming together. This is what the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise is all about. My God, do I love this. And by the way, look at Just Han's making hair. calls and shooting people. Does Sun <laughs> Kang have the greatest hair? I mean, he does, he does have really have good hair. Come hair. on, dude. He does. He's got I, the greatest I, hair I in cinema hair. history. I'm yeah. all for it. I love his hair. I love Chris, his hair, too. Mm -hmm. as the resident expert on all things Fast and yeah. Furious, yes. uh, what do you think about having, this? Do you believe this report? Having only seen Hobbs and Shaw. She doesn't um, even know who Han is. I barely know. I'm just, I'm just rooting for you, bud. Um, <laughs> I mean, Fast and Furious, apparently, as I've learned today, the strongest things in the universe are duct tape and family. <laughs> And when you got those two things, anything's Meanwhile, possible. That's all a family. You can bring these people back. Yeah, why not? Let let them be back together and smooch. If he's still alive, is he not? Is he dead? He's too? alive. Oh, they he's brought alive? him back. He was okay. dead for a couple of films, and but they now he's him back. not dead. So yeah. yeah, bring him back. He just walked into a room eating popcorn, and everybody was just okay. Cool, you're back. And then that that was it. Then they moved on. What are these movies? <laughs> They're awesome. <laughs> are they? They are. Maybe not okay. the last Except one. nine. Except, Except for nine. nine. Okay. nine. I mean, I thought with you, and I was. It was so. I've seen number one and half of Tokyo Drift. Really? How can That's you it. see half? Look, 
Tokyo Drift, Drift is, is the most underrated film in yeah. all of cinema it's history. The worst, oh. It's the my, worst one of the franchise. It is not. Bad. Nicky Griffin is in it. The Drift rules. Yeah. My ex-roommate who thought he looked like the guy from Tokyo Drift tried to drift his BMW and then shattered his rims. Okay. And, yeah. oh, sorry, I, sorry, I said that Tokyo Drift was the worst of the franchise. It's not. Nine is the worst of the franchise. Okay. Yes. Then Tokyo but Drift? Then Tokyo Drift. No, because Han <laughs> is introduced in The Drift. <laughs> You in, cannot say that. In 2023, can I do a watch through of this entire franchise? Oh, oh my God! Can, can you please? Okay. Yeah, I, I want to. Do, I want to do final uh, uh, Fast and Furious reviews. I think it'd be really. Cool. I'm All right, way, we do have a PlayStation. You know what I mean? Do it right in this office. All right, guys. With that, all that question is for you. What do you think about this? Do you believe the report that Gal could be coming back? to be in Fast 10. I don't see why not. And if so, do you think it's a good idea? Again, I think it probably would be a good idea. But however you guys think about it, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. <laughs> All right, guys. With that down, let's move on to the fifth and final main topic of 2022, shall nice. we? Chris, what is our fifth main topic today? This one comes from Tavares Rhodes. Hello, John Campia crew. I saw that Netflix will be stopping password sharing in early 2023, and it will be affecting 100 million users. If I'm right about 40% of Netflix subscribers, how do you feel about this? All right. Thanks a lot for saying that. How in, does man. Ray feel about this? <laughs> yeah, Ray's distraught. I mean, on the Campia, you, you, you're on the Campia. Is it the Campia, Campia Plus? The Campia Plan. Campia Plus. Campia Plan. The Campia, Campia, Campia Plus. Plus. <laughs> We're going to get all John's passwords for everything. Oops, never mind. <laughs> um, you know, here's the thing. We've been talking for a little while about this because reports came out and they did verify that they were looking at in the near future. We talked about this a couple months ago that they were looking at in the near future, eliminating password sharing. And then they came up with this thing. Look, we're going to come up with this cheaper version where you can add friends to your account for a nominal fee. And I, I think they said they were aiming for like the $3.99 mark, which is ridiculously reasonable, like a ridiculously reasonable rate. So that was what they've been talking about for a long time, but it's now official. Mm. Netflix has let it be known that in 2023, not starting January 1st, but in 2023, I don't know the exact date this is going to roll out yet. They're killing password sharing. It's done. No longer can your, you know, three times removed ex-boyfriend in Toledo give you a call and say, hey, can I, can I have your password? I just, I want to watch Ugh. this. Uh... It's like Netflix hired Karen. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then this is what we're getting. This comes to us from, the, from Yahoo Finance. <laughs> Yahoo Finance wrote the following. They said this. According to a report from the Wall Street Journal, Netflix will soon put an end to the password sharing. Following a boom in subscribers during the pandemic, the company later began to experience losses and I don't know what that means. Uh, see, and, and people seeing password sharing as an urgent issue that needs to be addressed. According to reports, it will begin asking for extra payments for shared accounts starting in 2023, affecting users in the U.S. sometime early next year. Make no mistake, says the CEO of Netflix. I don't think consumers are going to love it right out of the gate, says Netflix <laughs> CEO uh, Ted Sandros, told investors earlier this month. The move follows Netflix's introduction of a basic with ads tier for $6.99 per month and an update to its customer help pages this year, indicating that accounts should only be shared by those who live together. Analysts at Cowan Inc. estimate that the switch will generate an additional 721 
million dollars in revenue a year in the U.S. and Canada. And then that, of course, comes to us from Yahoo Finance. All right. We have talked about this before. But, you know, before the question would be, how do you even enforce this? And that's been the problem. Now they have technology with IP recognition and all that kind of stuff. They have the technology now that they can enforce and say, hey, you're user so-and-so, but you're in Russia. No. And deactivate you, whatever. We've talked, let's start with the general principle. Should Netflix stop password sharing? Absolutely they should. They 100% should. Like, I get it. Everybody wants everything for free. I should be allowed to have everything for no cost. Well, that's not how the world works. And, you know, <laughs> Netflix pours billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars every year into making this the best service they can. And sometimes we like the service. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we love it. Sometimes we don't. But they pour billions and billions and billions into a year. And they create this service for the intention that if you want to participate in their service, you pay their fee. It's not complicated. It's not rocket science. And whenever you give out your password to say, I don't know, a theoretical brother-in-law named Ray. Oh, yeah. Theoretical. No, theoretical. no, 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 no. You guys are just still signed into my TV. That's oh, that, that's right. Oh, yeah. I'm signed, and then he just made sure it stayed signed. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But when that happens, it's like, okay, now you're just, this service that we put billions in for the purpose of generating revenue and, and sale, you're now just giving away to people to take up our bandwidth costs. You're creating greater stress on our infrastructure, all this kind of stuff for free. And it's literally almost costing them over a billion dollars a year. And I get it. They should just let you give it out to 50 people. No, you sh no, they shouldn't. Grow up. They shouldn't. And so I'm totally good with this. And especially when they said they're going to introduce this thing, it's like, tell you what, we're going to create a program where you can add people to your account for much, much, much cheaper. I think that is a very generous compromise. Like that, that I will be able to, we'll use, again, Ray as an example. I will be able to add Ray to my account for $3.99 a month. That is more than a fair compromise. If you're not a moron, you recognize that as a fair compromise. I'm going to be honest, John. Oh, dear. I'm not going to feel good about watching Netflix if you did that. Why? I, I like it free. It feels better watching Netflix free. <laughs> you come to my house and eat $4 <laughs> worth of food out no, of my no, no, fridge no. every day anyway. I completely agree. No, their, their prices are actually great. Especially like, this little additional I, price, right? I always joke about like you know taking you know whatever but you know what if i had to pay for it i, I will i mean the prices aren't that bad it's 6.99 a month with well, ads for, for, with, with ads now great yeah, you, you don't want that 720p oh wow. but as being added on somebody else's account for four extra bucks mm -hmm. that's actually again i think that's fair that's reasonable that's a really nice compromise and it works so now the big question will be how effective will their enforcement technology be? Will they able to be able to actually enforce this? And sure, they're going to be people. Yeah, listen, I get it. Whenever you're able to steal something for nothing, you feel good. And if people take away your ability to steal something for nothing, you get upset. Okay, I, I, I get that. But I, I think this is a fair compromise. Anyway, Chris, you hear about the story. It sounds like it's now official. 2023 is when this yeah. password sharing stuff is going to be put to an end. What do you think about it? I think it's totally fair, and I got to jump on it already. If you watch the show, you know I kicked everyone off of my Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I had, 
had four people on there and was like, bye, grifters, get out of here. Get your <laughs> oh, own man. damn it account. Was like at the end of uh, that season where she blew up the set. It was That's exactly right. like that. It was she exactly just drank like her that. wine. I just, I drank my wine and blew up their lives. I was like, you don't get to watch Love is Blind's new season. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rob. That was really mean of me to do to you. But I, I understand this. They're a business. They're a business. you got to pay for stuff, you guys. And that's the whole thing. I do understand people who have the issue of like the multiple televisions or whatever being like, well, how does this affect me? I need to use this on multiple screens. I'm not going to pay for that extra stuff. I do understand that issue. But to be able to give out your password to, to everyone, which I've tried to do with my parents. I tried to use my dad's YouTube TV because that shit's expensive. And... You know, you have to have a VPN or something like that, and you have to do shady shit to get that. And you do those shady things because you are doing a disservice to the people who are providing you a product. It's not really completely okay and kosher to do it that way. So I understand Netflix doing this because they got to make money. They really need to make money when you look at how they're doing. Well, I mean, they lost billions yeah. last yeah. year. But, but I mean, and they're, they, they estimate they're losing close to a billion dollars a year doing this, and they fear they can make almost $800 million per year mm -hmm. but that's that's not chump change man anyway rob you hear about this you know what's your takeaway what do you think john when i was in the eighth grade i brought home a report card that was less than a 3.0 grade point average the silence that my mom gave me when i was looking at her as she looked at this report card was not as long as the silence when i told her i was not going to pay for her netflix <laughs> and uh uh I said, okay, mom, I've got you. Look, I think that Netflix is providing a great service. They deserve to be paid for it. This is not something that this has been a long time coming. They've been allowing us to be, to, we, we've been grifters for long enough. Let's pay for the service they're providing us. You know, I've been watching The Recruit with Noah Centrino. Or, it's great. They made that show. It's That's a Netflix fun. show. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. For that kind of enjoyment, it is worth paying for. And it's worth, according to my mom, also <laughs> worth paying for. So I have no problem for paying for Netflix for whomever. And don't share your passwords. They need the money. If you like their, it's like NPR. I'm shamed. I, I drive here. I'm shamed into supporting NPR because I deserve, they, they deserve it. I like how 80% of this crew has basically admitted they've been doing this the whole time. <laughs> well, I mean, Netflix, I mean, what do you has, want me to say, bro? Netflix has allowed it. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the thing. Up until now, Netflix but, has allowed but it. But the people on this crew, for the most part, have been the ones paying. Yeah, they we were, were just allowing paying the bills. Some now, of us. Yeah, we are. I've seen a couple of people. <laughs> we are paying for the bills, John. Huh? I've seen a couple of people in the live chat asking, like, the question. I mean, whenever you have something like this, like these... 1% situation questions come up. Well, what happens if, but this is, it's fair. Yeah. What happens if I'm traveling to Cincinnati and I'm in a hotel and I want to watch my Netflix in the hotel and I want to sign it? Well, I'm absolutely certain Netflix is going to build, build in something like that. Something along the lines of, hey, we're rec you're trying to sign in from an IP you do not normally. We're going to send a text message with a verification code to your phone. And if you had to do that every time, somebody, I think it would work. I, I just had a, a problem with what you just said. Out of all the places you picked, you picked Cincinnati to fly to. Why, why wouldn't people want to go to Cincinnati and watch a Bengals game? Well, that's the only good part of Cincinnati. <laughs> by the way, that whole Netflix thing in hotels, that's just a cover story for getting away with paying for internet porn. Come on. 
I mean, well, that too. I mean, nobody, nobody is paying for Netflix when you go to a hotel in a different city. No one. Ever. Unless it's the Hotel Cecil. <laughs> Which I've been locked in the bathroom. Wow. The hotel <laughs> oh before. I was just trying to be funny. Now it's a thing. No. Now it's a thing. Wow. A lot of people don't understand what the Hotel Cecil is, but that, that's right. Go look it up. You'll, you'll, then you'll get it. Oh, I, no. But no. Don't I, look I, it up. But I, no, I think they will. They'll put in a mechanism. Where if you do travel somewhere, yeah, yeah. you will get access. It'll be yeah. an inconvenience. It'll be a thing, trustless but... device sort of situation. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have it in your laptop, you yeah. know, you save you save your passwords and all that. I mean, in my in my Rob observatory, I I do have the computer has my Netflix password. That's not. I can't watch it unless I log in. And it's in the computer, so you can take. It yeah, with they'll you. have they'll have ways. They'll have yeah. ways to, to to work with this. Anyway, guys, question is for you. What do you think about this? It looks like Netflix in 2023 for everybody who's been living off of somebody else's Netflix account. That's coming hey. to an end. But listen, except for me, my mom, it ain't gonna be that much more expensive. Just got to kick in like four bucks a month or something like Ooh. that when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> whatever you guys think. Jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys, with that down, we're going to take a break here, but we are now also going to open up our super chats. If you guys have a thought, theory, opinion, or question for the last regular show of the year, again, we're going to have videos next week, but this will be the last regular show. Go ahead and start firing in those now. We'll address when we come back from, uh, from break. Now, before we get to those, though, we want to take a second and thank the two other sponsors of today's show, our friends at DraftKings and Ryan Reynolds' Mint Mobile. Hey guys, we want to take a second to thank one of the sponsors of this video, DraftKings. This time of year, everyone's excited for the holiday spirit, but what about all the basketball? When it's time to throw down on the NBA action, it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same game parlays. Just download the DraftKings app, use the code CAMPIA, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code CAMPIA only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877 877- Seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonuses issued as free bets. Eligibility in terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Guys, we want to thank a sponsor of this video, Mint Mobile. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three-month plan, you get another three months for free. Mint Mobile lets you order and activate from home with eSIM while saving tons on phone plans starting at just $15 a month. You guys know I've been using Mint Mobile long before this holiday deal and I have to say it is the perfect time to switch. I have absolutely loved using Mint Mobile and like I've told you guys many times, I am now spending less than one third of what I used to spend under one of the other major mobile carriers. And now with the whole buy three months, get three months free deal, 
it's even better. All of their plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and switch easily and effortlessly with eSIM. Or if you need a new device, for a limited time, get six months of free service when you buy a select device and plan. So guys, for a limited time, buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months for free by going to mintmobile.com campia. That's mintmobile.com campia. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com campia. And thank you to our friends at DraftKings and Mint Mobile for sponsoring this episode of the John Campia Show. All right, guys. With that all down now, let's head into taking your live comments and questions. Unfortunately, you guys filled it up really fast. The Super Chats are already closed. But uh, we got some Super Chats to get to here before we end out the year. Chris, what have people sent in? Just real quick, we had Wiley Todd. He gifted 15 memberships, so thank you so oh much my, for that. Oh, my, Wiley Todd coming through for everybody. I, I apologize. Uh, we, we we missed your name, I, we, but we know that you gifted five each, so there's like probably 20, 25 gifted memberships today. Wow. So, oh, and we're gonna be doing a, Merry Christmas. Today so we're nice. going to be doing a member chat uh, video for the members, so tune back in later. We'll be uploading that later. John, I just want to say I want to thank you. Uh-oh. Oh. No, for this year. Okay. I, I want to say 2022 and, and working with all of you great people, uh, especially you, Chris, doing Aww. the Weekly Hero and everybody, I have had a, a really wonderful year that was capped off by the adoptive family. I was oh, very was moved great by night. that experience, and I just want to thank you for including me with this channel and everything we do here because it's meant a lot, and um, I really appreciate everything you've built here and, and, and working with all these great people. So thank you all. Well, Are thank you, you Rob. And remember, if you have scripts, yeah, have yeah. scripts. Yes. No. Uh-huh. Rob wants to gift you. Mm -hmm. That sounded like the rocks of uh, the Black gift Adam of discovery. Speech. Yeah, he What's would love on? to give you really <laughs> great, much thorough feedback. <laughs> Rob wants to give you total script coverage, absolutely, oh, line by line. I was being heartfelt. Thanks. It was heartfelt. I was just doing a little, you know. Same. Yeah. All right. Relief. Let's get to it here. What's up first? So we've got some support from Remy Lestra, from Maurice Efrain. Thank you guys Thanks very so much. much. And uh, from Murray Reich. Saw Puss in Boots last wish and thought it was very cute and funny. Had a lot of heart. Loved the ending. You should definitely see it. Okay, so I really wanted to go and watch Puss in Boots on Wednesday night, which is the night that it opened. But that ended up being the night that we did the Adopt-A-Family gift delivery night. And Ann and I were still thinking about doing it afterwards, but after we were all done, I mean, you, you remember, we went out to eat and we're all sitting there exhausted. It's like, yeah. I can't go see it tonight. And then last night, Anna already had planned out in Los Angeles. We couldn't do it last night. So I don't know, maybe Ann and I might, no, we're going to Universal tonight. See it there. Oh, yeah, we're going Ooh. to the better park. Screw you, Disneyland. See it, see it we're the going to the there. better. We know we're going to. Are you going to Universal today too? No, no, no. I'm just saying, but you can see the movie there. Yeah, there's a oh, great AMC. Yeah, maybe we'll go watch it. They have it, it all decked out for Puss in Boots right now. They have a Puss in Boots like oh, do they? skin all over the theater. You yeah, know, we might so just do that. I might try to get to see that today because everybody, including, of course, Taylor won't shut up about it. But everybody's yeah, saying take it's Let's take a picture in front of the wrap thing and send it to Taylor. Yeah, please. Yeah, that'll make his day. Plus, if you do see Puss in Boots, they'll cover your parking, right? Yes. Uh, or at least most of it. I think yeah. you'll have to pay $5 for parking. But, there you know, you we Ann and I have annual memberships oh, there, oh, so gotcha. we don't have to pay for parking anyway. But love Universal. All right. What's next? From a in, best phase four villain or anti-hero? Taskmaster, Icarus Crow, the Mandarin, Green Goblin, Scarlet Witch, Gore, or Namor? Namor. Namor. No, uh, it's uh, Shang-Chi's dad. That's right. Yeah. Mandarin. Wenwu. 
Wen Wu. I mean, Tony Leung. Tony Leung. Not only that, John, they, they, they announced a linen suit hot toy. Yeah, you showed me the picture. And they're only making 350 of them. Yeah. My God. You buy all 350. Well, yeah, and give them out as gifts on the show. Love to do that. But I, mean, that I mean, listen, I love the Scarlet Witch storyline. I, I really, really do. But like, you can't just look at Scarlet Witch in an isolated, just in the Doctor Strange movie, right? It's really an overarching storyline that she's done. But as far as a one movie, the villain, the antagonist, whatever, it's Wenwu. I, I mean, it's he's, I, I thought there was a case to be made about him being in the running for Best Supporting Actor for it. I honestly did. But. Well, what's interesting is if you look at his entire Chinese filmography, whether whether you're going back to Wong Kar Wai's uh, In the Mood for Love or whether you're going to John Woo's Hard Boiled, you could make a case that all of those movies are in the MCU. I choose to believe that <laughs> Wen Wu, uh, Tony Leung, is, is in all of those films, and they're all part. All right. What's next? From Al Renshaw, with them possibly going to the human world in Avatar 4 or 5, I could see Leo being the villain and facing off against the Navi. I mean, sure, but you can get anybody to put in that role. I mean, uh, I, but hopefully it would be really cool to see him doing something like that. I, I mean, obviously he's done great playing villains. Look at uh, Django. I mean, he's a great villain. So, I mean, that could absolutely be one of the ways that they could approach it if they wanted to. All right, what's next? From Kenny Codes, how will Netflix handle pirates? I think I think they say they've developed the technology that can detect it. Now, look, with any technology that can create a safeguard, somebody will develop a technology that can get around the safeguard. But I mean, hopefully, you know, for them, it'll be something that's very, very difficult to do. So, I mean, that's the least way they're going to try it. All right, Cannons and swords, man. Yeah, and swords. <laughs> From Sam Fisher, I always wanted an anthology Avatar show. Each episode would time hop and be a random Avatar, but it would air in the order of the Avatar cycle. That's a cool idea. I don't know. I I think I'd be more interested in an anthology show about a specific Avatar. You know, like, so you get maybe three generations removed from Aang and there are different, instead of one long ongoing story, you have different things that that avatar had to deal with <laughs> along the way. Cause if you try to do an anthology show, you have to, you have to create entirely different shows because you're jumping eras as well and totally recasting. I don't know if it becomes feasible to do that from a practical point of view. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe. All right. What's next from uh, Al Renshaw. El Renshagen, does this mean that Ray is moving in with John so he doesn't have to pay for Campia Plus? He just drives over. Maybe. I mean, listen, Ann said. Won't watch no more. Ann said. He's going to protest. Ann said, you know, when we were looking for houses and when we were going to move and stuff, we, we bought our first house a year and a half ago now. Ann said, we got to make sure we have one with a spare bedroom. And I'm like, why is that? She's just said, at some point, Ray. Oh my god! All right, safety measure. <laughs> but he'll get sleep on the couch. Yeah, I know. No, Ray. The pool. You've got a great couch, by the way. I, I yeah. do have a great. I have two great couches. I'll pretty great. In the pool without oxygen, and then just <laughs> my, my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law gets his own bed. All right. What's next? From Alan Ling. Hey, John. My birthday was this past Sunday. Happy birthday! I saw Avatar. It was just okay for me. I feel like Avatar for me is what Top Gun Maverick was for Chris. I liked it, but didn't love it. I missed something? No, you didn't miss. Look, that's just because a lot of people love a certain movie does not mean it's going to hit you the same way. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't hit you the same way, that does not mean that you're missing something or that you didn't get it or whatever. No, it just means that, look, 
films are a piece of art. Art hits us all in unique and different ways. For a lot of us, it hit us in a way that we really loved it. For others, it hit them in ways, eh. And there's nothing wrong with that in any scenario. So no, like we, I'm sure there's a lot of movies that you really appreciate that maybe I didn't like so much. And there's nothing wrong with that either. That's the beautiful thing about art and the beautiful thing about the fact that all of us have different experiences with movies. That's what makes talking about them so interesting. But Chris is wrong about Top Gun Maverick. Oh, How yeah, yeah. dare that, you? That, there's no doubt. How we have dare issues, you? which you can see later today. You can. Well, well, you can see it on today, Monday. Monday. Monday, yes. Well, yeah. Monday. Recording it today. Yeah. It's not live today. That's the way live right. recording, recording it today. Yeah. We're recording it today. Yeah. All right. What's this next? is one of our issues. Arse gravy. <laughs> I've been stuck with this name for almost two weeks. People read the fine print before changing the name for a joke. <laughs> Maybe I will pick a less controversial name next time, such as Pull Out Padre. Just kidding. Wow. Ugh. Oh, boy. Mm-mm. No. No. All right. No. What's next? From The Inedible Hulk. Three years and no idea what Rob's justice for Han means. Same yeah. bud. The people that make the Fast and the Furious movies don't know what justice for Han means either, right. as evidenced by Fast and the Furious 9. I started well, my own trend of uh, hashtag Han got what he deserved. But hey, that's, that's just. Uh... Yeah, and it, he was wrong. Let me just say, I got I to give a shout out to Jen Yamato and myself. We were the people that carried that torch for a long time. I do not feel we were vindicated. We were not. They changed it. It was a retcon. There's no justice there. It's part of the reason America is where it's at. By the way, Guillaume LaBelle reminded me, no, no, my hashtag was hashtag Han had it coming. That's that was the hashtag. And uh, yeah, this is not part of the Christmas spirit. I was just uh, opining about John. Aggressive at work today. All right. What's next? Nexus fuel for Taylor. Do you think Stu or a descendant of Stu is the killer in Scream 6? Ooh, now that Puss Watch has come to a climax, all of my attention is now focused on Scream 6. I am counting down the days till March 10th to see this movie. I don't think it's going to be Stu, and I don't know if it'll be a descendant, but I am so excited. This teaser that came out, they played it before Babylon last night. I clapped for it. I am so excited. This movie looks great. The fact that it's finally going to change locations to New York. I can't wait to see Ghostface on the subway. Come on. That's so, oh, so good. Uh... Ghostface on public transit? Wild. I'm not the audience. I'm not the audience. I'm excited for you, though, Taylor. I'm excited for you. I I just can't get excited. Despite the fact that I actually quite enjoy... Ray, me, and Ann, when we went to go see the latest one, Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of the Scream franchise. Like I I like the first one as much as everybody else does. You like the new one. But I I actually ended up really quite enjoying the new one. But I still can't... I mean, the basic problem, the underlying problem that I have with the with the Scream franchise is that it's the basic premise of it is so dumb. Like oh, if, no. if, if Ghostface, if Ghostface was an actual character like Jason or Freddie or Michael or Leslie Vernon or, or whatever. Ooh, Leslie Vernon. Nice pull, huh? there, dude. Nice then pull. They, if it was an actual character that you're following is like, like so-and-so returns or whatever. That's fine. But so every single time, there's a copycat killer every single fucking time. I, and even though I actually admittedly did quite enjoy the new one, I did. I really did. I just can't get excited for, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Let me guess. Is there another copycat killer coming? Ooh, so Kel Supree. It's I, funny every movie's a murder mystery. <laughs> I just can't get into That's it. It's wonderful. All right, what's next? Oh, my God. From Tyler V602, just want to say thank you all for all you guys do. 
with everything oh. else around me crumbling, listening to you guys oh. while I'm in the gym and going to the movies are the only things keeping my spirits up. Well, Tyler, hang in there. And, you know, listen, Tyler, I think all of us have been there at some point. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the reasons that I have a lifelong love of movies is because whether as a kid, when shitty things were happening, yeah. I could turn on a TV and watch a movie and be whisked away somewhere. As an adult, when crappy stuff is happening, I know I can immerse myself into a movie and at least give my brain, my heart, and my soul a little bit of a, a reprieve and oasis to recharge my batteries and whatever, and then come back out and then deal with it later. I mean, that's part of the reason why I think to me, you know, I often talk about this as a species, you go all the way back, we're storytellers. It's what we are. Whether it's drawing on the cave walls or, or relaying the histories by a fire, we are storytellers and there's a power in the story. There's power in story and uh, it's not an insignificant thing. And it's there for me when I need it. I'm glad it's there for you when you need it, man. Merry Christmas, Tyler. Yeah. Merry, yeah, Merry Christmas, Christmas, man. All right. What's next? From Purple Funk. Have a happy, merry Kentucky drift Christmas, y'all. Hey. <laughs> what's a Kentucky drift? You missed. Oh, okay. You missed it when, uh, when Jonathan. <laughs> you miss. Everyone's talking about Tokyo drift. And I was like, hey, I'm having that. I was like, I'm oh, having you that. Kentucky, Kentucky Drift. Oh, <laughs> nice. Orleans, but, well no. done, well done. By All the right. way, can I just point out that Sun Kang's Han was introduced in Tokyo Drift? Ooh. Just saying. Ooh, and can I point out that nobody cares? <gasps> All right. Oh, no. What's oh, no. Sorry. From Zach Why you gotta Taylor. do that? It's Christmas. It's oh. Christmas time, and you, sorry. Should, you should care more than you do. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, what's... <laughs> From Zach Taylor. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> with the short list of finalists that the academy came out with the other day and the batman being in the running for everything except score is that a sign that the batman will make best picture no no it's not um <laughs> listen I, look the hollywood reporters projections are by no means gospel by right. no means gospel but i i don't think they're wrong i don't think the batman is going to get a best picture nomination i think it deserves one but I don't think it's going to get it. You don't think possibly it could, though? I mean, it's such a, I it's such a beautifully that. made movie. It is such a beautiful... And you know what? This year, particularly, it looks like populist movies are getting a little bit more traction this year, obviously with the success of Top Gun Maverick and all that kind of stuff. Is it possible? It's possible. Yeah. But don't do not do it, Rob. Don't make me hope. Wow. I, I just... Uh, I'd love the to see something. Like something hope. hope. I'm going to go Morgan Freeman, Shawshank Redemption. Hope. You know, it's, well, or maybe not. Uh, all right. He doesn't like hope either. What's next? From Josh Becker. Saw Babylon last, Babylon last night, and I loved it. The score is the best of the year, and Diego Calva is stunning in it. The ending is also genius to me. You know, it's funny, Josh. I, Babylon is turning out to be one of these films that I, I'm finding a lot of people are not middle ground on it. Like, a lot of people are thinking, whoa, this is a prestige film. And then a lot of people are, this film is a miss. So uh, it's just one of those. And, you know, sometimes that sometimes excites me because it means I might be one of the people that I watch and goes, oh, my God, this is fantastic. I, I don't know. But we'll see. But the only person in the room who's seen it so far is Taylor. And for you, it's a bit of a middle mess. ground on this, honestly. The, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, by but way. it's just like if they had cut like 40 minutes out of it, there's one scene. 40? I'm yeah, like, but it's three like hours and nine minutes that they had just cut out. 
40 minutes of it, it would have been much better. The music, though, there's one song in particular called Voodoo Mama that you can twerk to. It's so good. Hulk and I are going to have a twerk off to it later. (laughs) But there's one scene in particular. I'm not going to spoil anything, but obviously there's, you know, uh, film in this. Like they, they are filming other movies. There's a scene where they have to do several takes to get a scene right. And I was busting up i was like dying i was gonna need my inhaler it was such a good scene that's my favorite scene of the movie how's gene smart in the film oh i love her she wasn't in it as much as i was hoping she would be but if it's you're looking like, for gene smart hacks hacks on hbo max you're not like as important as you think you it's are it's not like a yeah. hail caesar vibe is it i actually haven't seen that oh, okay never I mind know. then we'll just because that i was just thinking that scene with rafe fines yeah. And Han Solo kid. Uh, yeah, Alden. Alden, Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. That scene with, is the only good scene in that movie. Like, that scene killed me in that movie. Overall, mm. the movie's not very twas, good. Twas. That actually sold me for him as Han. Yeah, you know, listen, I, I looked at it and like, okay, this guy can carry it. And I thought he was a very good Han Solo, by I the way. Too. He made it his own. I, I liked him I agree. All right, what's next? From Josh, uh, from CJ Rebirth, excuse me. Um, just want to say, sorry to Rob, LOL, because now people are going to use the she's going to grow up on you. That's my brave super <laughs> chat. Love you guys. Listen. She's 69. She'll grow up. Truth is truth, man. Truth <laughs> is truth. And, uh, 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 yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. And uh, is that all of them? No, oh, no, sorry, I didn't scroll down. Oh, okay. We're almost there. <laughs> okay. From Ryan Cleary. Hi, John. Happy holidays to you and Anne and the crew. Have you seen All Quiet on the Western Front? What were your thoughts? Best movie of the year for me. Thanks for bringing on the filthy. <laughs> I, I, oh, because Rob kept talking about it, I finally checked it out the other day. I really, I loved it. I, I, spoiler alert, it does not make it onto my top 10 films of the year. Really? But yeah, but it's it was very, very well made. Very well done. I still got to see... Babylon. I still haven't seen right, that one. Right, which, which is now open. I'm going to go see it probably Yeah, tonight. but for you, it is one of your favorite films. In the Dude, world. it's it's astonishing. I, I thought it was astonishing. And, you know, it's it's there was another version of it made. But in terms of an anti-war film, and maybe it's because I, was, I, I couldn't help think about Ukraine when I was watching it. I mean, it's, I thought it was an astonishing piece of work. All right. And it's different just, if you see the photos. I'm going to pull a Rob and say I've seen every version of all Quiet on the Western Front, and read the book. So oh, I'm looking forward ooh. to this. Mm. All right, mm. what's next? Darth Siano, do you think that the Flash movie could be the reboot that Gunn and Saffron have played uh, have planned for the DCU? In a Flashpoint style work, maybe in reshoots? Nope. Nope. Um, th- th- obviously, this was a movie that was planned, well, first of all, written years ago. Yeah. Like, literal years and years ago. Uh, and, like... For a reboot, you don't need something to happen into a movie that leads into a reboot. You just, like, for instance, when they finished off Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man films, they didn't have to have another movie to have something that happens that leads us into the reboot. No, no, they just started making a new Spider-Man with Tom Holland. It's, that's all you have to do. I, I feel like doing that internet meme with that guy who just goes, <laughs> all you got to do is just make the new movie with the new guy. There it is. You don't need a movie that you don't have to go in and spend 50 million more dollars to reshoot the final 20 minutes of the Flash movie to lead into what James Gunn wants to do. So, no, I I don't think that at all. I think, look, I just hope this is a great movie. Me too. In and of itself, right? And if it is, I I still don't know if it will be worth all the drama we had to go through to get this movie. But, hey, you got to at least get something out of it now. Well, John, you know, it's funny. I've never, ever watched a movie thinking about the movie that comes later. Yeah, ever. 
you, you know, you watch a film, it's a story. And even the Marvel Cinematic Universe, when they when they tie it into something else as a post credit scene, I mean, when you watch Winter Soldier, it's 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 a great story. And if that's the only MCU movie I ever saw, I'd be like, that movie ruled. It doesn't take away how good it was. No. And and if you want to go back to say, I, I don't know, for the Dark World, it being part of a connected cinematic universe didn't save it from being a bad movie. No. It's a right. movie's either good on its own merits or it's bad on its own merits. Like again, the whole thing, I still hear people saying online, it's like well, I, I don't know why I should care about these remaining four DCU films if it's not going to go anywhere. Oh, I guess, guess what? Never go watch Goodfellas then. Because spoiler alert, there's no sequel. Like just... Oh, it, I'm not watching it. <laughs> that's it. I'm done. It's a movie's either a good movie or it's not a good movie. Shit doesn't matter about whether there's five more that come after it or not. By the way, since you brought that up, did you see the article where Steven Spielberg talks about Goodfellas as Martin Scorsese's masterpiece and he watches it all the time? No, I didn't. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people think Goodfellas. I mean, it's so good. But what a, what a great! I mean, show. even Swingers emulated it with that shot going in the Derby. Oh yes. I mean, I I mean, for me, Godfather is still the greatest mobster movie of all time. I but I mean, you. Goodfellas is so. By the way, there's a number of great one, great ones. Not only Godfather one and two and three. By the way, I don't care what anybody else. Says. I'm with you. Uh, Goodfellas, uh, Casino. Um, Oh, there's one other one off the top of my head. Uh, Donnie Brasco. Donnie Brasco was pretty damn good. good. Yep. Yeah, good mob movie. Fun fact, my grandfather knew Donnie Brasco. Really? Not in Ooh. a good way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Should we be careful now? Mm. All right, what's next? From James Germain. Hello, all. What movie reboot you guys would want to be made? Popeye or Pippi Longstocking? We all know what Rob's pick is. Hashtag redheads. Little, listen, Pippi Longstocking is actually a really... When when you see the lore of it, it's a charming, delightful story. Popeye, I don't know. You can try to David Fincher it, maybe, but maybe or Quentin Tarantino it. But really, at, at his heart, Pippi Longstock can make a really good, charming, like delightful little movie. So I go Pippi Longstock. You, you know what? No argument for me. I, I she'll okay. grow into it. Oh, I didn't. Say I never that. really understood John when you would say things like, "Oh, well, I was rooting for like Pinocchio to go in the fire, or I wish the kids from that '90s show would get beat up, or whatever." <laughs> now, actually, this is a flashback. Every time I watched the Pippi Longstocking, I wanted the bad guys to win. <laughs> Whoa! How dare you! Oh man! All right, what's next? From Johnny Weiner, how uh, <laughs> how's the weather there here in Chicago? It's negative two. My pipes are all frozen up, so no water. Also, furnace uh, not working apparently. So trying to get it fixed while staying warm with the oven. Winter can yeah, suck. Awful. Yeah, I mean, listen. I, I, again, I lived for about seven years in a city called Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. If you're Super Dave Osborne fans, you know that's where his genuine sealskin bindings come from. And we, every year, would get about six weeks of minus 40. That's minus four zero. And so uh, I, I feel you. I, I, I feel you. And it's... Uh, <laughs> ooh, and I actually heard, like, with this bomb cyclone coming down, did you see what happened in Denver? Oh, yeah. In one day... 24 hours, the temperature dropped 67 degrees Fahrenheit, not real degrees in Celsius, but Fahrenheit, 67 degrees in one day. By the way, John, since you brought it up, I'd like to point out that Gersha Phillips, the costume designer for The Woman King, also grew up in Saskatoon. 
did Canada. she? She did. And you can watch that interview on this channel right now on Designing Hollywood. Oh. I didn't know she, she, she did. Grim Sask too. And you know what she started designing costumes for? Snowmen? Dance crews. Oh, my goodness. Really? <laughs> yes, she did. Maybe I know her. Her brother's dance crew. And I'm thinking, you must have dressed John Camp. Maybe I know her. <laughs> That's a true story. All right. What's next? From Ron H., who sends a $15 super chat. Watching John and Rob cart and answer on open mic was such a great Christmas gift. The out of nowhere damn it's or oh's were hilarious. Have a happy and safe holiday season crew and community. Pickle my foot in 2023. Uh, working on it. Uh, working on it. Rob's reading the script. And uh, if he, he approves it, then maybe, yeah. maybe I can get that thing <laughs> Just made. Just keep sending look, your submissions, I mean, though. I got to say, our fearless leader is a pretty great Mario Kart Kartsman. I mean, uh, I never played that before, that version. You kicked my ass. I'm, here's the thing. Dead honesty, I'm pretty good at the first four levels, the first four tracks. After that, I'm hopeless. I'm well, I, I needed to learn the tracks, but you did. I mean, I think, you know, being middle of the road was fun. But I have to say, it was a delight playing with you, sir. Oh, well, listen, we've been working. We've been, what? It's probably like two weeks now we've been cha- trying to get Studio B changed over. Studio and- B, yeah. I mean, I- I've talked to you about doing some gaming for a while. It takes a while in production to transition and do all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, get all the stuff that we need. And we got the Nintendo in and the PlayStation and brought in the sound system for it. damn fun, TV, sir. The couch, and just the pull the trigger. And pull the trigger on around the, like. And, and I was dedicated. I told Jonathan, I said, before we break this week, I want to do at least one stream from in there. And who delivers? And you delivered. Deliverer. <laughs> yeah. Matt Reeves is a great director. And mm-hmm. a great you know, head of operations here at the John Campion Channel. No, seriously, and it was so much fun. If you guys haven't had a chance, watch yesterday's open mic because it was great. I mean, it's funny, though. Great. One of the Rub things that was in. funny Rub it in. is that Rub it in. we're sitting there. And every once in a while, Ray would say some really cool, funny things, right? But at some point, I finally had to say, Ray, you understand that nobody can hear you. Right? You're not Mike, dude. <laughs> because you, he's like you, sitting in the back corner anyways. with no mic. <laughs> Ray, like, <laughs> Ray wandered into set. And people were like, can you give Ray a mic? It's like he wandered into he set. He literally just, we yeah. started and he just walked in, sat <laughs> down, which is great. I was just to sleep. I can't just like, like By sleep. the way, you gave me no aid, no help. Dude, you got first place a couple of times I saw, though. No, no, I didn't. No, he didn't. Oh, okay, like in one race, but not the overall uh, thing. I got first place like once. All right. Well, you're new. But I didn't Did win. You? No, you didn't. One time. I yeah, think. once. No, I yeah. won every single race. But he got it first. I Early thought. on. Except I got one. one race it where was... I think it was Bowser who finished in front of me. Didn't it? He got first. It was a new track that neither of you knew. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't. Oh, maybe you're the one. Who, maybe it wasn't Bowser that finished ahead of me. Maybe yeah, I think it was one. And, and but it, I didn't get the, you have to win like multiple times to get the star. To get the first place. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get that. And then I asked him about Barry Lyndon, and we froze. <laughs> and then we froze. Yeah, by the way, you should watch Barry Lyndon, one of the great unsung Kubrick films, 1974, Ryan O'Neill, Marissa Berenson. It was beautiful. a lot of fun. Now we got to find some more games that we can play on oh, there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, Grand the way, Theft Auto, dude. By the way, unlike a lot of game streamers on Twitch, where you watch the game streamers because they're really good at that game, that ain't going to be us. No. That's Understand that. This is part yeah. of us just hanging out, playing a exactly. game, being fun. So, well, as our viewer said, the ahs and the ohs, if that's what you it, want from shit. us, you'll get that from me. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. For real. I'll tell you guys what. It hasn't dropped yet, but when GoldenEye drops, <gasps> we're going to be playing something. We might set up a tournament. Yeah. Bro. I'll that, lose that tournament. But by I'll, the way, I'll I've seen more people lose their shit playing GoldenEye than any other video game. I've seen fights break out. You know what, by the, totally side side note, but to that, you know what game I've seen end more friendships than any other game? Settlers of Catan. Let's, have you ever that's played? A, that's a board it's game. It's a board game. 
If you've ever played oh, Settlers oh. of Catan with people, I have, I literally, Ann and I have two, we've had Spencer on this, sh on our show before, uh, for Iatsi and his, his wife, Lara is a very big photographer in the movie and TV world. She's a set photographer, all the big, for a lot of the biggest shows and everything. But the first time Ann and I ever played Settlers of Catan, they, Laura and Spencer invited us over to go play at their place. And they warned us like this can end relationships. So last year they were coming over to our place. And we mentioned, hey, should we pull up the Settlers of Catan? And they let us know, we, Laura and I have decided we, we can't play that game together anymore. Like that's that's wow. how that's wow. it ruins it, lives. Wow. It, it, it truly lives. does. That's oh, why man. anytime someone's like, do you want to do this? I'm like, absolutely not. Oh, you know what we got to play? We got to play Mario Party. Yeah. I love Mario that Party. That will also end friendships. But I mean, yes, we got to play. do so well. But I like Catan. The yeah. game getting the requested the most is Just Dance. They want to see you guys play Just yeah, well, Dance. Oh, that's not going to happen. Just Dance. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. There's I'll do it. To do it. I'll like, do we, Just we, Dance. I'll do Just Dance. Please. Yeah, Robin, I'll do, do it. it. Mr. Dance crew over here. Come on. Yeah. All mm -hmm. right, let's keep going here. What's next? From JCSC, sending in a $25 super chat. Oh, my God. Chat. Thank you, JCSC. 2022 was a tough one for me. Thankfully, it's ending on a nicer note, mostly by utilizing the support and guidance that is available available and this little thing called the john campy show Aww. that provides some res respite every day thanks and happy holidays oh uh, jai thank Aww. you so much and thank you for being a member of our community and yeah look i 2022 was a challenging year i mean it, overall it was probably a little bit less challenging than 21 and 20 where i mean as, as we're getting but we are a lot of people are still feeling the effects of the pandemic particularly in the movie world too uh, so it was a challenging year for a lot of people, but I mean, it's the first time in a long time I felt this hopeful about a new year that's coming in. I, I, I hope 2023 is going to be a great year for all of us, uh, certainly hopefully a better year for all of us. So thank you for being a part of our community through 2022 and uh, looking forward to going into 2023, my friend. Cheers to you. All right, what's next? From VJ, the UK government this week declared that password sharing is illegal and equivalent to copyright infringement. Yeah. Can't wait for the streaming pre-rolls. You wouldn't share this password to a car. <laughs> yeah, actually, I remember, I read that this morning that the yeah. UK has made it not just you know, like unethical, it's illegal. Like, well, yeah, it is stealing. you sold crack to a seven-year-old, but you shared your password for Netflix. So, I mean... Yeah, as long made as I can keep selling crack. But the, I mean, they're not wrong. It is technically copyright infringement. Yeah. I, I mean, I, technically speaking, it's not wrong. It's just weird to think of it that way, though. All right, what's next? From Sam Fisher. Only thing I want from the new Avatar show is to see this Avatar reconnect with the past lives Korra lost and that Korra and Asami lived happily ever after. Oh, nice I like that. I'm not sure what I can think of that'll get me excited for this new show. I mean, that's not to say that I won't like the new show. I'm just saying, I, I be, knowing that it's set in a more modern era, I'm not sure what you could tell me that would get me excited for it in advance. So maybe I'll, hopefully I'll watch the show and I'll fall in love with it. But yeah, it's hard for me to think of something that would get me excited. Even that doesn't really interest me all that much. All right, what's next? From Nolan Wins 1027. Chris, you're missing out on the 10 degree, 10 degree weather in Texas. Happy holidays, y'all. Oh, missing out? No, no, I'm happy here in our 60 degree weather. It's glorious. My parents keep telling me how terrible it is. You I know love what? It. This is going to sound. People look at me funny when I say this. Mm -hmm. Winter is my favorite season of the year. Oh, yeah. I, I love the 10, 5, minus 10, minus 15 degree me weather. I, I think love that's that all weather. great, but I also don't want to shovel a driveway in that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's I don't the want one... the actual repercussions of it. That, I mean, that's <laughs> the one. I mean, look, I always tell Ann, you'll never know 
the the feeling of the first thing you got to do in the morning is take the ice scraper, go outside and scrape the ice off yep. your windshield. Like you'll never know the joy no. of that. Mm -hmm. uh, or having to shovel your sidewalk or your, or your driveway. Yeah, that, that stuff always. Yeah. Sucks. But I love winter. And what I miss most about living in Canada is having real winters. I, I miss it a lot. It's my favorite time of year. All right, what's next? Reminds me of office space. We've noticed you've been missing a lot of work lately. I wouldn't say I've been missing, missing. work, Bob. <laughs> I wouldn't have been missing it, Bob. All right, what's next? From the man with the master plan, happy holidays to the Campio team. Thank, Thank you. you so much, man, and happy holidays to everybody watching the show today. And then right. it looks like we're just ending with some support here from Irene Jobson sending a $20 super chat. Just Irene. to make you, Irene. Thank you, Irene. Thank you, Irene. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm really happy that's $20 your kids aren't getting. I'm just teasing you, Irene. <laughs> <laughs> from Mark24 Gaming, some support. And from SealBear23, support as well. Thanks so much, y'all. Thanks so much, guys. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for the year that was. The John wow. Campia Show of 2022. Again, don't forget, guys, we are going to be having some videos next week. It's just not going to be the regular John Campia Show. But uh, we are looking forward to you joining us again next week. Guys, may you have a wonderful holiday season. Uh, it's uh, Of course, it is Christmas Eve Eve right now. Tomorrow is my two favorite days of the year, Christmas Eve and Christmas. I hope you guys have a wonderful couple of days. And again, thank you from me for giving us the year that we've had. This has been the biggest year of changes for the John Campus Show that we've ever had, uh, the biggest year of growth for the John Campus Show that we've ever had. So thank you guys so much for coming along on the journey with us and helping us get to where we are. So big thank you to everybody in the room. Mr. Robert Meyer Burnett, the ever-festive Chris Carr, the password hacking Ray Aura with the best Christmas sweater. But you didn't show people how your Christmas sweater lights up. Yeah, stand oh, up, no. buddy. It's got lights and everything. Uh, You're able well, to we get might it get going. Copyright because it'll sing. Oh, don't worry about it. We won't. We won't do it for long. Look, it's got this wow. lights yeah. going off and everything. Also, the most important. Part. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Suck my bills. Yes, <laughs> I, be I believe it's suck my bills. Sitting beside him, of course, running the show, producer Jonathan Voico, and of course, Taylor Gonzalez beside him. <laughs> and from myself, my name's John Campia. Thanks so much for being here, guys. And until next time, my friends, bye-bye. The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe. It's electrified. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie into the forest. Boogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie through the mud. Or boogie woogie woogie to work, where you boogie woogie woogie down the hall to your boss's office to tell him you quit. Then you boogie woogie woogie to the elevator as he boogie woogie woogies after you, begging, please take me with you. The electrified Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. Learn more at Jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.